Welcome to the Murder Club for Beginners podcast. I'm Nick and I'm in Brisbane. I'm Mel and I'm in Melbourne and we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Hey Nick, how are you? I'm good Mel, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. Uh, Another Wednesday, we're uh, slowly getting through the year and uh, we've got a few interesting stories and shock horror to people out there listening. We've actually both done research this week. Could rain, just saying. I mean, I did think you were doing a rain dance up there in Brisbane. Uh, yesterday I was at home. It was 3.30. Obviously, you got my text and mm-hmm. we talked earlier about me going for a run after work and I look outside and it's Brisbane-type rain, like heavy raindrops. It just showered really heavily and I was just like, and then thankfully 10 minutes later it was gone. I was just like. Yeah, that's that's definitely Brisbane weather, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, except for obviously the Brisbane rain that you get for five days and you're just like, oh, I want to have it outside. No, we haven't had that for a while. And being silly, I would still actually go outside because, you know, <laughs> I don't drink in the rain. Wish I did. I, I did think if I was in Brisbane, I, I could have gone out. But here, the rain, actually the rain might have been warmer than the uh, the air, but it was cold mm-hmm. after the rain. So, yeah, um, yeah, it would have been silly for me to do. <laughs> Uh, but how about I start this week? Yep. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to follow up on our body in the bag, Gareth uh, Williams from last week. And I've got a few sources, some of them more reputable than others, but I actually mm-hmm. will put them in show notes. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because one of the articles has pictures of the padlock that we talked about. Oh. So if, if someone didn't listen last week, maybe go back and listen uh, because actually it was quite a good discussion and a good little story, but I will recap. So we were looking at Bond or spy-like uh, murders, murder mysteries sort of on that in that sort of marple vein. And I found a murder of a, well, it it wasn't deemed a murder, but the the death of a spy or an MI6 agent found naked and decomposing in a padlocked gym bag in a bathtub. And, Nick, I didn't tell you the keys were under his body in the bag. So oh. another complexity. Hmm. Um and they deemed in the autopsy, so I've done a bit more research, in the autopsy there was no obvious cause of death, no trace of alcohol or routine recreational drugs in his system, and the death was thought to be suffocation uh, because he was breathing in his own CO2. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened, stop here, go back, um, because, you know, it's... It, it is quite an interesting story, I think. Um, but anyway, so I have had a look and um, in the BBC, on the BBC website in 2021, <clears throat> it was said that forensic evidence uh, was to be re-examined. So the death was, I think, in 2010 um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or 2010-ish. And 
they found a single hair at the scene, which wasn't in our original article uh, that I read. Mm. And now with DNA and all of that, they can do a lot more <clears throat> on that. So wow. in 2021 ha- was undertaking a review. Uh, mm-hmm. I There also seems to be a lot of docos over this. So I was sort of saying in the last podcast someone should do a podcast about this, an investigative podcast, <laughs> but um, there is a Channel 5 Body in the Bag uh, documentary and a Sky One Once Upon a Time in London grad. I haven't seen either of them. Mm. I don't know if you have. But in the mirror, Norman Baker, a former Liberal Democrat minister in David Cameron's coalition government and, and a former KGB major, Boris Karpichkov, mm-hmm. A former major who fled to Britain in 1998 mm-hmm. spoke in a podcast claiming Gareth Williams was killed because he was close to identifying a Russian mole in the Secret Service. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Now the major thinks that um, he was poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the article, they go a lot into uh, Gareth Williams' past, which I didn't think was really okay. relevant at all. Mm. Uh, since I've done a bit more digging to see if that mm-hmm. 2021 Met review uh, has come out yet. I mean, we do mm-hmm. know things take a while. Uh, yeah. So far, there doesn't look like uh, anything, but I have looked um, at a couple mm. more articles and I think everyone has really come to the conclusion that, yes, the someone was trying to smear him um, mm-hmm. with all the talk about his sexual deviancy and ah. the ridiculous idea that he could have locked himself in. Yep, in, in the bathtub. In the, bag, in the mm-hmm. bag, in the bathtub with the keys yep. beneath him. I mean, I'm not even yeah, sure Houdini could have yeah. done it. No, I tend to agree with you there. While and you've been saying that, I've just been drawing little pictures of him dying in his bathtub. I mean, that's mm. a bit morbid. But do you know they took mm. it? Look, I, I was reading an article and it said they took a year to try and prove that he'd zipped himself in the bag. Imagine. That's just, imagine, that's just like they spent, you know, they think. You've got to think something's gone off. They spent a year investigating it because that's time and money, people. Time and money. And also, time and money. You'd mm-hmm. spent the year actually doing something positive to move the investigation forward and yeah. not your own ideas, you know, yeah. about having an open mind. But anyway, mm-hmm. so finally doing a Met review and hopefully uh, whatever the truth is will come out. Yay. Yay. Well, not yay for him, he's still dead, but yay for you, good research. And there. yay for his family because yeah. know, that's really where yeah. it all comes down to, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. imagine a family. Imagine if you were his, um, you know, brother or sister and you exactly. read the news yeah. and tarring him with that whole sexual deviancy type thing and that's no, the reason that. That might not know, be. Yeah, come on. Yeah. People. Yeah, people. Seriously? See, it's just better if you just don't murder people to begin with. Don't murder people. Keep saying everyone a whole heap of bother. 
It really does. So mm-hmm. tell me what have you got this week? I know you've been Well, under- this got me and- searching into people who had died in bathtubs. Okay. And, of course, when you research that, the first thing that comes up is the death of, I think it's pronounced Marat, um, a painting by Jean-Jacques, Jacques Louis David, mm-hmm. um, which is done in, you know, nine. Uh, the 1790s, yep. and it depicts yep. his friend and French revolutionary who got murdered, Jean-Paul Marat. Now, Marat was murdered in his bathtub by this chick, Charlotte Corday, in July 19, uh, sorry, 1793, mm-hmm. because she stabbed him to death because she was like a political enemy of him. Mm-hmm. And she get, you, So at this point, we're all thinking, well, how did she get into his house if he was in a bathtub? She gained entry to his dwelling by giving him a note promising details of a count 11 revolutionary ring. And he suffered from a skin condition. They think it was probably emphysema, but they didn't know what it was at the time. So he spent lots of time in his bath bathing in oatmeal because that eased his itchiness, okay. I guess, or whatever do. it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he often worked in there. Yep. So it was, like, not unusual. Um, and so she went, did what she had to do, stabbed him to death. And she didn't even flee the scene. She didn't try. She was caught, tried, and executed for the murder. And then a couple of months later, his friend decided mm-hmm. that it would be a great idea to paint it. And, of course, it became a very famous painting. I think I actually know this painting. You uh, do. You will. You we'll, would know we'll it. We'll put a link it. On, uh, on the mm-hmm. uh, link to this. Now, let's just yep. sort of work on back. So this is this intelligent mm-hmm. woman who manages to gain entry to mm-hmm. his bathroom uh, yep. by passing him a note to tell him of some secret yep. stabs him successfully he's obviously mm-hmm. you know a a mm-hmm. successful spy she's she yep. to, and she hangs around she hangs around I know that's the bit that I found weird and mm. when when I tried I've got to I'll have to go away next week and do some research on her herself because mm. um, like Okay, job done, I get it. Yep. But, you know, hanging around and, oh, yeah, didn't even try to make out it wasn't her. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he was doing it for the cause, but, yeah, it's a bit extreme love, just saying. But you want to continue with the cause, like, you mm-hmm. know, someone who is I would have thought, all of the cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah, don't so know. Something sounds know. fishy. Yeah, something sounds fishy. And one of the sites reckons that, um, they were involved, but I couldn't actually verify that. So, you know, that would be, you know, a bit more sort of in line with it, I think, but I'll have to go back and do a bit more. I've got but a then, whole conspiracy theory on this. So, yep. Okay. On the, um, I'll go and move on. That I, who did the yep. painting. And that's yep. how he has such a vivid recollection. He's the one yep. who really stabbed him. I don't know. Don't know his name. You did say. <laughs> And yep. that's why he was able to do such a <laughs> You're great. You're going with that, are you? Yep. yep, yep, yep. All right. Then I got on to, which is, I'm sure everyone, well, most people probably heard of it, The Brides in the Bar. Okay, I um, heard this. Yeah, okay. So this was George Joseph Smith, um, and he was a bit of a bigamist. Mm-hmm. He murdered three women shortly after marrying him, except for the fact that he was actually already married um, before he married these other women. So um, he didn't marry them all at once. It was not, in succession. It was in succession. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he was he was a piece of work. Um, he was a pretty crim from his early years and he spent his early years at reform school, got okay. out, 
and then spent time in jail for petty theft, but then he got out. And anyway, so he only had one legal marriage to Caroline Thornhill, and I didn't do any research about her, but I'm not sure what happened to her. Um, anyway, so during the other marriages, what he'd do is he'd um, steal from, get the women to steal from him, mm. or he'd flee after relieving them of their life savings. Um, right. So I think this is just, he was a bigamist, so he, yeah. Um, he murdered three women, person. but he was probably married to about six or seven at the one time. I think. So not he sure. was he was like a, a, you know stealing their money or yep. one of the two. Yep. Yeah, basically. So this is his first victim. So in 1910, he married a Bess Mundy after finding out she had received an inheritance from her late father. Now they were married for two years. And after the wedding, he persuaded her to include him in her will in case anything should happen to her. Mm. Now, he did leave her for a bit, but he came back to her and all was forgiven. Um, and anyway, but he managed to convince her when he got back with her that she had epilepsy and that she wow. would have fits that when she came to, she couldn't remember. And he took her to a doctor and said this. That's mm. fine. So in July 1912, they travelled to Herne Bay um, where he's trading as an art dealer. And it was here they purchased a steel bathtub. And soon okay. after that, the doctor gets a note from Smith saying his wife has died while taking a bath. And it was concluded death by drowning. And yeah, Smith was under operating under an alias at this stage of Henry yep. Williams. And he got her insurance money. Now, yeah. he didn't waste any time, okay, because in... Uh, let's see, November of the next year, 1913, he married 25-year-old Alice Burnham and she made a will in his favour. And oh. they travelled to Blackpool for a romantic weekend. And while staying in a local woman's home, you guessed it, Alice took her last fatal bath and he collected her life insurance. Okay. Did he again say she has epilepsy or? No, he didn't. I just think, you know, it was a, oh, a tragic accident kind of thing. Wow. Um, but this okay. is the one that I found disturbing the most. Okay. His third and final victim was Margaret Lofty. She married him in December 1914. He was posing as a John Lloyd. He murdered his new bride mm. in Highgate in London 24 hours after they got married. That's just, <laughs> I mean, that's cutting things short, you know. I mean, really short. But in that time, he actually managed to persuade her after they were married to make a will in his favour. Within 24 hours? Mm, yeah. That's, and then apparently the landlady where they're staying with later claimed she heard a commotion from the room upstairs and the hymn, Nearer My God to Thee, being played in the couple's room. Mm. So, yes, she died while, while she was bathing. Um, yeah, he was just, yeah, it was weird. Okay. And it so only sort of. Fast tub killer. Yeah. yeah. And can we mm-hmm. discuss the Blackpool was a romantic destination? No. Mm, no. Back then, but certainly. Mm, no. Then. It definitely was mm. back then, uh, mm. but certainly not now. No, nothing yep. against Blackpool, mm-hmm. but wouldn't call it a romantic destination. No. Um, and the like, what's his thing with the bathtubs? I mean, you know. Well, he nearly he could have actually probably nearly got away with it, um, because the only reason it came to light 
was that this guy who was a co-owner of the Blackpool boarding house where Alice died read a News of the World article mm. um, regarding the death of Margaret Lloyd in London and he thought it odd that they died the same way. So he actually wrote just called Lanyard in January of, of 1915. Um, oh, yeah. And so the detective inspector decided to look at it and investigate mm-hmm. and he found out that Margaret had changed her will only hours before she died. And he put in a call to a coroner, uh, mm. Dr Bates, and he examined Margaret. Mm. Um, but Bates had been contacted by an insurance company in Yorkshire and Smith was going to be the sole beneficiary of £700. At that stage it would have been a lot today. That's It would have been like 5000 or ten or something. It's um, not a lot and, though, is it? No, not a lot though. But And he discovered that um, Alice had taken out a similar policy. It doesn't say if it was with the same insurance company or not. Anyway, so the DI investigating this from Scotland Yard, he thinks this is a bit fishy. So hoping to catch Smith, um, he instructs the coroner to issue a favourable report to the insurance company so that Mm -hmm. Smith will come and collect the money. And on February 1, 1915, a man who is Smith and fits Smith, the description given of Smith and Lloyd um, by the boarding houses, he comes to collect the money and he's asked if he's John Lloyd. He says, yes, I am. And then the detective said, well, are you also John Smith? And Smith denied he was, but he was arrested on suspicion of bigamy and murder anyway. He did, was convicted and executed, mm-hmm. but he always denied that he did it. Now, to figure out how he did it, because they thought, well, you know, what's going on here? How did these women all, you know, there weren't obvious marks or whatever. And they figured out that because um, they were freshly married, you know, the young woman wouldn't be surprised by her husband coming into the bathroom when she mm. was having a bath or wouldn't be surprised mm. by it. Um, and they actually used police divers to try and figure out how he did it and they thought he's got to, he's got to be pulling them by the feet um, oh. and they've got to be going under the water mm. and losing consciousness somehow. It wasn't um, by the feet because the people start to kick but um, one of the officers figured out if you grab them up a, on the legs, mm-hmm. they slide under and the water goes up their nose and they lose consciousness. That's how we drowned them. I mean, I would have thought after two years of marriage, so the first two he seemed to have a mm. sort of trend, they'd be together for yeah. two years. years. Yeah. I mean, look, he could have just lay on top of them and drowned them mm-hmm. with his physical yep. body. Uh, there's yeah. so many ways. I mean, please. There's so many ways and there's so other, many. But... Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, so that was my um, rather morbid afternoon reading. But also, like, he's not getting a lot of money from these, uh, you know, this two years. No, like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a lot of money. So, yeah, so I think, yeah, and, you know, obviously in a time he was off leaving the one he married in 1910 or whatever, it was probably being a bigamist and making off with some other woman's life savings and stuff. and had a job, you know. Yeah, I know. Had a job. Seriously? It's just weird. Honestly. So, yeah. So, uh, okay. Bathtubs are the theme this, this week. Yes. Yeah, so I should warn you, you're coming up to stay with us. We do have a bathtub. Don't worry. I, I promise do. not to murder you. I'm all good. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're all good. Know, <laughs> look, we we both know it's mm-hmm. all too much effort. Like the discussion. Exactly. See? Make me realise how much effort it is getting rid of the body. Oh. Wait. I know. So, and yeah. as as we discussed before, I haven't been doing arms at the gym. So, you know, with my granny flabby arms, I'd be, you know, no way, mate. 
Me too. Me too. I mean, definitely not going to happen with these uh, with these flippers. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, talking oh. about um, something totally not about murder and more upbeat and uh, uh-huh. lovely in the world. I um, saw uh, this Instagram post, uh, I think it was an article by the ABC or someone like that, about these granny grommets, so this group uh-huh. called granny grommets, and uh, they swim in the ocean together in uh-huh. Western Australia, I think near Albany, uh-huh. and you've got to be over 50 to join. And I was like, ooh, I've just, I've, ooh. you know, ooh, I could join. Um, and um, they swim in the ocean for mental health. They go every day. And I just, I was just like, oh, I just love that whole Aww. Beautiful experience together of running, yeah. and I just love the name. I mean, I, I obviously yep. my brain went to oh, Granny Gromits. Imagine if they were mm-hmm. uh, in one of my murder mystery books straight away. I was, yeah, like, I think I think now you've mentioned it. You live in St Kilda, book centers at Kilda. I think you've got to write the Granny Gromits having a swim session in there somehow I, at the St Kilda bars it won't or something. Be in yeah, this one, but certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't add the thing is one thing I learned is you can't add a character that doesn't have a reason for being in the book yeah otherwise the reader the whole time is um why is that person there yeah wondering what the heck are you doing Mm -hmm. Uh, so all all characters have to have um some sort of reason if they're in even if they're in Uh, yeah see this is why you're the writer Hey, it's taken me a long time to to actually discover that, um, and many books, many many books that I have written, so many unpublished books that I have written, and a few published. So, well, Nick, what a uh-huh. week! I mean, I know. Hey, I do have another story for next week, so I think we okay. can. Do we continue this theme for a couple more weeks? I'm quite liking it. Yeah, look, I think we can because I've gone back to one of our, we talk about a lot, favourite series, but I've gone back to the books. I'm holding up a book now by Kerry Greenwood. Is this a new one? one? No, it's Queen of the Flowers. Okay, Um, which one's that? But it's, I can't tell you because it gives away plot line. But um, it is one that was in the TV series. But you've got to remember the Miss Fisher in the book, she's still just as great. But the books are different than a TV series. Okay. okay. Um, but they still work really well. And I found this in, um, yeah, the RSPCA op shop when I went op shopping with my friend Tracy love. the other day. Love. Me and Tracy do a bit of op shopping and, yeah. Do you love Tracy? We're good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And tell so me, how much was it? At the, uh, Two dollars. Two bucks. Better. Yep. Cheaper than my op shop. Mm. So, yes, so I was very excited to find that there. So it's it's on the, um, yes, getting through my stack. I have a stack I've read and a stack I haven't read and a stack to go to um, charity or recycling yeah. or pass on to people who are interested. Not all yeah. of them are murder mysteries. No, just most of the books we read are murder mystery. Um, yeah, just a fair few to be honest, but yeah. yeah. I uh, do have a stack to read as well, but when I write I find it very hard to read uh, other books because I get too distracted and yep. I start thinking about the book rather than thinking about the story in my head that I should be writing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a bit delayed. Yeah. At the book. 
picking anything else up, but talking about uh, Miss Fisher murder books, have you read the latest one that came out? I think it was earlier this year. There's another one out. Uh, what was it called? I don't know. Dalesford Murders. Murder. Oh, yeah, I've read the one Dalesford. And yeah. then there's one after that. Um, okay. Let hmm. me, one moment, please Google this while uh, yep. we... Mm-hmm. So I probably have because I do tend to, yeah, I do tend to get them when they come out. So, so we shall see. For anyone who maybe eventually is listening, I think it's Murder in Williamstown. Uh, yes, I did read that. Okay, I haven't read it yet. So, uh, oh, I can give it to you when you come up. Uh, yes, please. Um, Terry Greenwood is an Australian author and writes a novel about uh miss fisher miss friny fisher and she's a lady detective in the 1920s set in melbourne area and actually is where miss fisher lives oh and well certainly that house is not in st kilda it's no it's It's yeah i do need to walk past it at some point because um Mm -hmm. it's a magic house but um, and it is also a TV show, but it was only two seasons and then a movie. So sadly, we wanted it to be more and it wasn't. Yeah. Was it two seasons or three? Um, it might have stretched to three before they did the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. I wished for more. So but, did I. Mm, well recommend. For anyone who loves a Marvel. Yes. And a strong yep. female character and a lot of silliness and fun. Yeah. Then it is a really great TV show. It is very fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it. Um, yeah. Cool. And I will see you next week. I'll probably talk to you beforehand then. Yep. You will. You will. Any running okay. on the weekend? Uh, yeah, just Brisbane Roadrunners 10K and shout out to my friends Debs and Sarah who are doing the bloody long walk up here and they're making it a bloody, bloody long walk. They're walking a uh, full marathon, which is 44, 42.2K for those of you who don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go and um, cheer them on at some point well, on I'm Sunday on. and hopefully see them finish. Yep. So uh, you're going at the end or are you cheering? Them yeah, on I'm going at a certain mile? Um, I'm going to try and cheer them on on course, probably yeah. around the 30K mark yeah. uh, or just before and then hopefully be there at the end. And how long does it take to walk a marathon? Uh, well, these girls have been training hard. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, ooh, yeah, I'd say maybe five, five and a half hours. Well, I don't sure. even think I could. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're aiming for, but yeah, mm-hmm. they've put all the hard yards in. So, yep, it should be a good day for them. Well, you'll have to tell me how long it took next week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I couldn't even walk a marathon in that length of time. Mm-hmm. So, well done to them, and well done to you for your 10k. I will mm-hmm. be doing a measly 5k on <laughs> Saturday. So, uh, you know, not measly. You're out there doing it. I am, I am, but uh, you know, aiming, aiming for my eight is my top that I think I'm, I'm working towards. Eight feels nice. Good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, don't murder anyone. I won't murder anyone, and you won't murder anyone. 
And we won't murder anyone together. Anyone together. Excellent. And all you out there, please don't murder anyone. And have a great week. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.